Welcome back to the Razor Rowdy Podcast. I'm your host, Nikki T, and we're here today with a very special guest, Mr. Larry Fleet. Hey, buddy. How are you? Dude, so good. Thanks so much for taking the time to, to jump on with us and talk a little bit about what's going on in your world. Yeah, man. I got plenty of time, so it's uh, I'm glad to do it. Yeah. <laughs> man, speaking of that, time is a crazy thing right now. It seems like everybody has more time to uh, maybe write or spend time with family talk to us a little bit about like what you've been doing in the oh gosh I guess we're at like eight months now since yeah. we've been you know in a different part of the our life <laughs> it's, it's been eight long months yeah uh well I mean it kind of I mean well, as far as family life goes we my wife you know she she had her well she still got it she still got her day job you know so it's uh she would go to the office or whatever when well, now she's working from home and then so yep. um you know, we're, we're spending a lot of time, which we have a little boy that's, uh, he's about to be 15 months old. So little Waylon and he's wide open all the time. So, uh, we kind of <laughs> take turns watching him and then his granny comes over and watches him stuff. So, you know, when we both got stuff going on, but yeah, she's working from home and I'm working from wherever, you know, I and mean, I can kind of do what I want wherever. So, um, but you know, we've, we've spent a lot of time here and a uh, man, I've been working on stuff like, I didn't know I was quite the mechanic that I am, but I've got a lawnmower. So I'm like, <laughs> I, I, a friend of mine gave me a lawnmower and it didn't run and stuff. So I've been tinkering with that, trying to get it going. And, and uh, I got an old Jeep that I've been working on and uh, getting it, you know, fired up and ready to roll. And we lifted it the other day and got some wheels and tires. And so, you know, I've been doing little things like that. Um, and then just being around here and spending a lot of time with the family and it's been cool. We've had a good time, done a lot of projects. We've, we've built things. We've got new side and new windows at the house. You know, I guess when you get bored and stir crazy, you just start, uh, building things, I guess. But, uh, so yeah. it's been pretty, pretty cool. Our house looks good now. So, uh, got that done. And then as far as writing songs and stuff, you know, I, before COVID happened, I mean, I would go to town. I like, we live in Chattanooga. So when I say I go to town, I, you know, I drive from Chattanooga to Nashville and, uh, I do that couple days two three days a week something like that and one day be for meetings or whatever and one day or two days be writing songs well whenever COVID happened it uh it kind of scared everybody and everybody's like man we're gonna do this thing called zoom I was like what in the world is zoom you know and uh they said you know it's virtual writing I said that sounds awful and uh so and and it was for me I don't like it but it's um a lot of people loved it because they can stay at their house in their pajamas all day and, and uh, write songs and they're pumping out. So, I mean, I talked to Josh Thompson months ago and he's, and we were like three months and he's like, dude, I've written like 45 songs in three months, you know? And uh, for <laughs> me, I, I wrote like three songs through zoom or four or something. And, and they're cool. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, and they're, you know, I'm going to, I'll probably cut one of them, you know, but it, it's, uh, it's fine. It, it's, it's something to do, you know, but, for me, I, I've 
I'm more about being in a room. Um, I need to, I guess just kind of more of the style that I write. I need to feel some energy. I need to feel the uh, like emotion and stuff. And that's how I write songs is uh, if you don't really do anything for me, I'm not going to write it or I'm not going to put it out, you know? So it, it, I have a little different style. So, uh, you know, the first couple months I, I tried to write zoom and I just told publishers and everybody said, look, I, this ain't going to work for me. I'll write by myself or whatever, you know? And, uh, yeah. So we kind of just took a break for a little bit. And uh, unless it was somebody I knew very well, we would write through Zoom. But it's kind of awkward when you don't know anybody and you just kind of hop on and, and then it's like, let's just pour our feelings out here on Zoom and see if we can write a song. It's just kind of <laughs> it's strange, you know. So, um, you know, we we wrote a few, like I said, but I just waited it out for a couple months. And then people started feeling a little better about what was going on and and uh, so I just kind of stuck with my regular little crew that I write with. And I said, look, we'll write. And we didn't write as much, but we were writing, you know, a couple times a month or something like that. But we were getting great songs. So that was kind of been a thing. And now people are feeling more comfortable. Some people are still Zoom writing. That's that's all they want to do. But there's a lot more people that I guess are going stir crazy and need to get out of the house. So they they want to go to wherever they'll drive wherever to go write a song. So we've gotten a good group and we'll, we'll write songs in person. And, and, you know, it's cool. I mean, if you think about it, you're still, you're going to a room and if somebody don't feel good, you know, we're just like, well, stick, you know, kind of stay back or whatever. Like don't, don't write today or whatever. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's fine. We'll get another, another day, but it's like uh, for the most part, you know, we get into these rooms and you're spread out anyways. We're not like sitting on top of one another. So it ain't like it's not safe. Right whatever. So, um, right. you know, that's kind of, that's, that's, that's our life. And, and to be honest with you, I've written a bunch of songs here in the past month or two that have been real good. So I feel like people get really good songs in this time. I think you'll see a bunch of people putting out records that are going to be really good uh, because there's just yeah people writing more because they don't have to go anywhere. But uh, for me, I'm, I'm just old school. I don't, I don't know. I just, I'm the, I do everything the hard way, I guess, but it's, uh, that's Italian. So. <laughs> well, I think that kind of, I think that kind of com comes across if you're listening to your music, right? Like you hear those, that classic country sound. I think you topically, the things that you talk about are things that, uh, historically have been themes in country music, right? Yeah. Um, so I can kind of understand that some of the things that I've been digging that you've been doing is man, the pledge of allegiance with your son in the morning that you do on social media. Oh, yeah. I just get a kick out of that, man. He loves that. And uh, then riding around the golf cart with him, man, man, we got busted by the cops the other day. Uh, but so the, pledge uh, of allegiance, yeah. yeah, we did. But the pledge of allegiance just started one morning and I was like, it's the pledge of allegiance, you know? So we did it. And you know, this is how everything starts with me on social media. I'll just do something or I'll say something and people are like, that's cool. And then it just kind of takes off. But uh, like we got, <laughs> we got our housework done. And so we've gotten new ports and everything. So we haven't hung the flag back up yet because it literally just got done like last week. But uh, so we hadn't been doing the Pledge of Allegiance because the flag's not out there. But uh, yeah, our golf cart. So I got this easy go golf cart and it's lifted up and it's actually street legal. It's got the mirrors and the lights and all that stuff on it. So for, I don't know about, well, my, my son's 15 months old. So before he was born, I got this like a few months before he was born. And ever since he was a tiny, tiny little baby, 
I would take him for rides and we would just go ride around the neighborhood. We live in this little neighborhood. So we just kind of go ride around and everything's been cool until like a few weeks ago. And uh, I went for a ride, me and Waylon, we're riding along and a cop got us and was like, you can't be riding on the road. I was like, who said, you know, like we've been doing this forever. And he was like, no, nah, man. And he starts trying to tell me some law or something. I was like, well, good thing my cart's uh, street legal, you know? And he was like, that got him. That stumped him, you know? And he was like, oh, well. And then he starts trying to name off something or another. And so he pretty much told me to not, you know, be riding. And that is like the highlight of Waylon's day. So we come back, we parked it for a day. And then we just cranked up, you know, just a good old boy. And we took off down the road. And like, we just been out riding. Pretty much <laughs> We're outlaws, just out cruising around the neighborhood. But we haven't got busted again yet. So... And the top speed's like 15. We're not getting away from anybody, but it's, it's, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> we've been, we've been, yeah, that's a, yeah, it's been, it's been fun. Though, yeah. That's a, it's, yeah, it's super cool seeing that man, seeing him online. And I just think back to like things in my childhood, like early memories that I had and thinking that like those might be some of his earliest memories is saying the pledge of allegiance or like, you know, riding on the golf carts or he'll be able to see that, you know, through time, you know, know oh, that that yeah. was a thing that you did with him and man, it's going to mean so much to him. Oh yeah. It's cool. Nowadays, you know, you got your phone with you so you can video everything, anything you're doing. Like you, you got documentation of pretty much your everything going on in your life at all times. So, you know, when I was a kid, if you didn't have the old Polaroid out, you wouldn't get nothing. So, uh, now he can go back, you know, years from now and, and see us riding around and we got four wheelers and different things. So he loves just anything with a motor. He wants to go for a ride, you know? And, uh, and yeah, it, you know, it's just, it's fun. And we, we have a lot of fun with it. So anything to make him smile, man, it's, it's, uh, that's just kind of what we do. So. I, I think that's a great thing, man. And, Again, I think in the long run, those are the memories you're going to look back on through all of this nonsense, right? And think about that stuff, the time you got to spend with your family and the, the stuff you got to fix up or do at your house, you know? Um, I hope that we get to a point where that's the stuff we look back on. Yeah, you, you start, I've, I've noticed a few things, you know, before all this happened, I would go, go, go like all day. I mean, it was always something where at, at the time, right when COVID hit, you know, I was, we were booming like, uh, you know, touring wise, I, you know, I just come off the road with John party and, and, uh, Jake Owen. And then we had stuff with all kind of people all over the place. And then it just, so all my, my week was pretty consumed with getting ready for the next, you know, leg of shows or whatever, and, uh, writing songs and meetings and whatever. So it was pretty busy, you know, and I'd have a day or two where I might be around here, but it was pretty busy. I was gone a whole lot. And then, that, and then it, when it shut down the first couple of weeks, we were just trying to figure out like, is this going to last more than a couple of weeks? Like what, you know, what's really going down here. And so once we were like, okay, it's going to stay for a while. We, we just started having fun, man. We go, we walk the neighborhood. We have made more friends in the neighborhood. Like everybody's home, you know what I mean? So like, we know every, all the kids, yeah. the kids everywhere. So like their parents come by and we just hang out in the driveway and, you know, just talk and carry on. So it, it's, it's been cool, man. We to be away from people. I've made more friends, I think, you know, in the neighborhood, and and <laughs> it's been kind of cool, you know. Like we just kind of hang out, and uh, 
so yeah, it's been even all this stuff, man. It's it's kind of killed the bit, you know music business for a little while, but it's been cool for personal stuff and just you know, um, I don't know. I I mean, like I said, I like being home. I, I miss being on the road. Don't get me wrong, man. I, I miss playing live yeah. shows and being out with the band. I told the band that I said. Like we just got a deal with Winnebago and Campers Inn for like a, you know, they give me a bus, like it's a 45 foot bus. Yeah. So, uh, and I drive it, I drive my own bus. So it's like, we would pile up as a band in this thing and travel and the stuff we get into, like we had fun playing shows. We have a lot of fun, but like being out with John party and his band, they're awesome. And we would go play casinos, oh, yeah. you know, after we're done, we're all hanging out and we made a lot of stories and a lot of memories. Uh, and it was fun, you know, and I miss those. I miss being out with the band and doing stuff. And I love being home with my family, but I miss my band being out too. So, Yeah. It's like, again, it's one of those things where you, of course you'd want it to be normal and you'd want everything to be right, you know, but it's cool to see the stuff that, uh, that you didn't think about before or maybe never had the time to do that you're getting to do now. Oh, okay. So it's good to hear and get to see some of that, like on your social media. Thanks for sharing that with us and the fans, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. I, I do pretty good. Sometimes I get on a streak of social media stuff where I'm like real active and I'm like, I'm doing stuff because we're, we're, and then sometimes I just leave my phone at the house. Like people try to call it. Like, man, I'm going to try to call you for two days. I just leave the phone. Like I, sometimes I'm not on it. I just, go do something else or whatever. We're getting ready for hunting seasons and different things. And it's like, you know, I don't even think about being on, you know, Instagram or whatever, you know? And so uh, yeah. I try, I try to be active on there just cause you know, it's fun to do sometimes, but uh, I need to be better at it. I think it's some of my friends, you know, in, in the business and stuff, they're, they're on it all the time doing stuff. And they're very good at that kind of thing. And like I said before, I'm kind of old school. Like I just, I don't know. A lot of technology stuff. I don't know what's going on. I, I feel like an idiot half the time. I'm like doing my cooking show or something. I'm like, I'm so stupid, but it, it's a, you know, I have fun with it sometimes. So I think that's the key. Um, and man, I mean, speaking of things that are timely, let's talk about your single where I find God, man. Um, drop that in April. It's got some big numbers on YouTube. You guys are over 8 million streams on YouTube as we record this, which is freaking amazing. Yeah. And now you guys dropped it to radio, which I was playing it on our little radio show, Raise Rowdy Radio, um, yeah. before you dropped it to radio. Yeah, so, I remember that. I remember uh, seeing I love that song, man. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate yeah, it. Uh, it. Oh, man. I, I just think, Number one, that song, I'm, I know, I mean, I know you recorded it, I'm sure, before all of this happened, but I think it's just so timely with the, the times that we're in right now and, you know, the, the little things, the details, the stuff that when your day is so busy, you kind of forget, that's where you find God, that's where you find your inner peace, that's where you find your enlightenment, you know? Yeah. I think that's such a powerful statement. I think that's something that people need to hear now, specifically now. And uh, it's great to see, you know, consumers connecting with that and then also program directors, man. So getting song, that song added to, you know, playlists around the country and your team getting that done. I think, man, when I heard that song, I was like, it just, it spoke to me in a way that not a lot of songs do. So congratulations on a, just man, writing a song that's that darn good. <laughs> well, thank you, man. It, it, uh, it was fun. Cause 
I wrote that song probably three years ago, two or three years ago. And uh, I wrote it with Connie Harrington. And, you know, she's one of my favorites. I, I just, I love Connie. And we've become great friends. And that was the first song that we wrote together. And uh, I was doing my little thing. If you, you know, you're talking about social media stuff. And I do a little thing called uh, Gospel Song Sunday. And uh, it, I just yeah. play you know, play gospel songs or whatever. And so I was doing that. And, and I, like I said, I love Connie. I knew her for a long time. I knew what she, you know, she wrote, I drive your truck for Lee Bryce and all these big hits, you know, just, I don't know how many songs of the year she's had, but it's, she's, she's awesome, you know? And so, and she writes very deep, meaningful, good songs and stuff. And so uh, she reached out to me from seeing my um, stuff on, you know, my, my gospel song Sunday. And she was like, Hey, uh, I want to write yeah. a song with you. And I was like, all right. Yeah, that's cool. You know, and I didn't have a record. deal. I didn't have a pub deal. I didn't have anything. I was just on my own. And so I was like, all right. So we sat down the first time we, uh, we drank coffee and, and just cut up for about an hour or so. And then we probably wrote that song in two, three hours, something like that. And just us two and, uh, me playing a guitar and we just sit there and talked it out and said, Hey, you know, she said, I got an idea called where I find God and told me what she was kind of thinking. I said, look, I, I can live that. I said, you know, every time I'm in the deer stand, the hayfield, whatever. I said, that's when it's quiet. You know, that's, that's where I do, you know, most of your praying and all that kind of, I said, you know, I, I talked to God in the deer stand a lot, you know, I said, so uh, anytime I can, it, it's just in nature and, and it's quiet. And that's, that's where I feel the closest. And she was like, Oh yeah, we got to write this. And, and we both love the lake and, being on a boat and talking about the water and stuff like that. And it just come together and uh, we recorded it or, you know, we did a demo of it just us two. Um, we sent it off and got a real band to play on it, man, this thing sounded good. And I think we got the demo back. I sang on it or whatever. And I don't know, a couple a week or two later, whatever she called and she said, Hey, uh, Luke, they just put this song on hold for Luke Bryan. And uh, so as far as I knew for the longest time that, Luke Bryan was going to cut it. And so um, I was pumped up. I thought, dang, I'm about to buy me a new truck with all this money going to come in, you know? And uh, <laughs> uh, we just kind of sat around and I kept asking, I said, what's going on with this? And, and I said, well, I don't know. I think he still wants it or whatever. And come to find out, I don't know, the way that goes, they put them on hold for different artists. I've had a bunch of holes with different people. And sometimes they hear them, sometimes they don't. So as far as I know, I don't know if he ever heard the thing or not, but uh, they had it on hold for him for a long time. And so when I finally got my record deal, I was like, I told Joey and, and Seth and everybody at, at Big Loud, I said, look, I, I want to cut this song. I said, let's, you know, if he ain't going to do it, I'm going to cut it. So I ended up getting Jake Owen to call Luke Bryan and say, hey, you going to cut this or not? And he said, no, I don't think so. And I cut <laughs> it the next day. And uh, so we recorded <laughs> it. And we had it. I, I recorded it when I, when I cut the Working Hard record. We we. Yeah, added on. I had one song. It was where I find God, and we didn't put it on the first record because, you know, we were like, well, I don't think it fits right here, or whatever. So I said, well, let's just we'll hang on to it, and so we put out the first record. But I had it recorded probably since September of you know whatever last year, I guess. So um, I said, okay, well, we'll hang on to it, and then it come around, and the record was working, it was doing all right or whatever, and then I said, hey, what about a where I find God, I, they said, well, we, we'll try to find a place to put it out there and whatever. I said, I got an idea. I said, let's put it out on Good Friday. And, uh, you know, it's called Where I Find God, put it on Good Friday. And they're like, 
that's great. That's, that's awesome. Let's do that. So, uh, then, so we, I come up with that probably in January or something like that. Cause I, I went out and I was playing it and I told the label, I said, look, every time I play this song live, when I was out with Jake and John party, it was getting a standing ovation every single night I would play it. And it was just me and a guitar. I just go out and play the song and people lost their mind. They loved it. And I said, I think we're on to something here. You know, like I love the song, I've loved it since the day we wrote it. And I said, and it's, it's reacting well. So they went on board and we, you know, did they do whatever they do to put a song out and uh, they put it out good Friday. And then just so happens COVID hit like two weeks before that or whatever and shut the country down. So I didn't, there's Melvin, my bloodhound barking back there. I don't know if you can hear him. Uh, but, I, but you yeah. know, they put the song out on good Friday and it just blew up. And so I didn't, uh, I didn't, do this for um i wasn't trying to like what, whatever the word i mean i wasn't trying to make money off of covid you know what i mean like i wouldn't that wasn't my right. to put it out and be like oh everybody's struggling right now they're gonna get this song it, it had been in in action before that even happened so it just so happened to hit with covid and when when it did i think like the first week or two like we did we did a music video with my little boy waylon and my wife and we were down at the lake and all that stuff and yeah did a good video. That video. Thank you. I did too. And it, it's, it's just a uh, simple, it's very simple, you know? And, uh, well, that was actually going to be a, a lyric video. And I was like, man, it's too good to be a lyric video. We need to do something with it. So we put it out <laughs> as a, as a, an actual music video or whatever. And I think the first week or two that it was out, it got like close to a million views in just like a couple of weeks. Like I know the first month it was like a million views. And I was like, man, that's crazy. I've never had a million views on anything, you know, I was like, or streams or whatever. I was like, this is nuts. So, and then it just kept growing and growing. And like you said, it's like, it's like over 8 million or something. I don't know. And it, it's, it's just took off and man, I'm super, I'm just, I'm proud of it. And the cool thing about the song is with, with the video, I mean, it, it's cool. That people like the song, but when they go and leave a comment, I don't know if you've looked at the comments on that, but it's like, yeah, I have, I don't know thousand i mean there's a thousands of them and so people like leave a testimony and they're like well you know i was an atheist and now i'm a christian you know or whatever and like we wrote the song we left it open so it wasn't like if you're not a christian you're not going to get this like it 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 involves everybody you know it's like right. it's, a, it's a spiritual type song but it's a country song you know it's just, that's country yeah. music and so um it i love seeing the comments and what people say and they're just like they love it and and people reach out to me all the time they send me messages you know whatever social media or whatever it may be and they're just like giving me their story and how much this song means to them and i got one last night about you know a couple that's had uh trouble you know getting pregnant and stuff and finally they they do and this is cool that the day they and they you know, it's like their miracle baby they've been trying for years to try to get pregnant and then this they finally do and they have a little boy and they name him nash and they're bringing him home they put him in the car they're driving out of the hospital and where i find god come on the radio and they were like this is oh our song and i'm like dude that is so cool you know and so it, it's i mean some of them get me too you know and it, it's just cool to see people's stories and that they reach out and they feel that compelled to actually tell me they're i don't know i don't you know i don't know these people and they're telling me their life story and what's going on and a guy heard this song in a jail cell. He was in jail and he heard it and he reached out to me one night and was like, man, I was in jail and I heard this song and it's like changed my life. And 
So I've talked with a guy, you know, plenty of times about whatever he wants to talk about, you know. And so it's cool that there's people from trying to get pregnant to being in jail to being an atheist or what, you know, whatever it is. There's so many stories all over the board and they just pouring out, man. I love it. It's that's, that's one of my favorite things about the whole situation is just that it actually touches people and changes lives. And I think as far as a, as a songwriter, there is no better compliment you could ever get than that so if it goes number one that's great if it don't as long as it's it helping people and changing lives i'm i don't care it's it's cool with me so yeah it's it's one of those songs where from the first time i heard it uh like i just i got emotional man you know and i listened to a lot of music and that's the difference between a good song and a great song you know it's yeah. a song that's a uh, you know, distinct enough about your story to be about you, but it's also broad enough that everyone can freaking listen to it and have their own heartfelt feelings that come from it, man. So just such a great song. Yeah. It's a, it's so powerful. And I remember the first time I heard it, I'm like, well, I'm going to be playing that one on the radio. (laughs) So I'm so glad that they decided to play it, you know, all over the place on the radio too. Man. Yeah. That's been the cool thing. It's like, I think, I mean, I think the label, I think everybody was a little nervous about it. It's a song called Where I Find God. And they're, it's a, I'm a new artist on a new, you know, on Big Loud Records. And it's like, hey, you know, you think about your first song out, like your first song you want to put to radio is usually they're like, man, we're looking for tempo, something you can party and you can drink to or whatever. And it's like, that's what everybody does. That's what you go. It's, it's more of a safe move because radio is probably going to play it because it's, it feels good or whatever. And I'm like, okay, we're going to come out with a double first verse ballad called Where I Find God and I'm a brand new artist. You know what I mean? Like, this is the most (laughs) craziest thing ever. And so I I didn't know. I was nervous, too. I was like, you know, as one of my managers says all the time, he goes, you're going to get one. You get one first chance, you know, like you get one shot to yell surprise and then it's over. Like, so you get your one shot and you want to make sure it's right. And so. But I felt good about the song. I said, man, this song's, I don't, like I said before, I don't, I mean, if it don't go to number one, if it's not a big, huge hit, whatever. Like this song is, is strong and it's, you know, it's changing people's lives or, or whatever. It makes them feel like you said, man, it just, it made you emotional, made you feel something. Did me too. I wrote the thing and like, I hear it sometimes. I'm like, whew, like it even gets me. It's just the way the song is. And so um, that, when we decided to go to radio with it, I was, I was excited and I was nervous too. So I was like, man, I don't know what's going to happen with this thing. And they might just drop me from the label right now, you know, if this thing bombs, but uh, they put it out and people started testing it at different radio stations and stuff. And, and one in Johnson city has been really cool. They were one of the first ones to test it. And they started calling to rec- at the record label and was like, Hey man, this thing is on fire. Like our listeners, you know, up here in, you know, kind of Bristol area of Tennessee. They're like, man, they love this song. Within well, another one hit up, you know, in, in Georgia. And they're like, man, this song is blowing up. People love this song. But then the label's kind of like, well, it's, it's just kind of a, a Southeast region thing. Like, is this a Southern type song? Well, then all of a sudden, California, they, they jump on board and they start playing. And it was like one of their best testing songs I've ever had. And so then it just started happening. And then, you know, when we went for our ad date, it was number one most rec- added song or whatever that day and i'm just blew my mind i wasn't expecting that i was hoping to get it i was hoping to get some ads like just a one or two or just something you know and to be the most at it that week when yeah 
that was pretty cool. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's doing good. And I think it, the first week or two, it, it hit the billboard chart and, you know, it's been moving around, which when you got about 15 of you, the, the biggest superstars in country music dropping record right now, like it, it makes it hard for a guy like me to move on the chart at all, you know? So it's, it's, it's cool that people like it. It's, you know, radio's playing it and it's because people are calling in and saying, Hey, we, we love the song. So that's, that's pretty cool. I think it's a good, honestly, like, I think it's a great move too, because it doesn't sound like everything else that every artist puts out. Right. So like for me as a consumer, cause that's what I consider myself still is just a music consumer. Right. A song like that sticks out to me. So when I hear it on the radio, it's not just another party song. You know what I mean? It's not just another similar uh, up-tempo song that's a new artist, right? It's yeah. something that hits you in the heart. Yeah. And I compare it to like when you first heard Ashley McBride. You know what I mean? Oh, it's yeah. that same sentiment of like, it's a powerful voice. It's a song that hits you in the heart and you are immediately saying, who the heck is this if they don't already know? You know, so oh. I think that's a great thing, man. Well, you know, as, if you're a new artist, you want to stand out, you know, like you want, you don't want to sound like everybody, yep. you don't want to blend in, which sometimes I guess is maybe a, a safe play to kind of get in there, you know, but it's like, I don't know, this is kind of the way I've done things and, and, you know, I ain't trying to take credit for it. I, I write songs with great songwriters and, and there's plenty of people that sing better than me and play better, you know, whatever it's, I, I've gotten, uh, I've been very blessed to be where I'm at. And I, I got to say that because that I shouldn't be where I'm at. I should be still pouring concrete. Like, you know, I've got a, a crazy background, but like, and especially how I got to where I'm at right now, but it's, you know, it's crazy. I think I'm here for a reason. So I want to put out, and, and it's cool that I got a really great record label that is behind me. They're like, yeah, let's go. Like get the best songs you can possibly write, you know? And it's like, and, you know, on the first record, I cut two that I didn't write, and they were great songs. And so, um, you know, I don't have to write everything. I just want a really good song. So, you know, stuff that I've been writing and, and working on lately is just, you know, it's it's country, you know, it's but it's got a twist of the soul and the stuff in it, you know, like a, I want to be known as like country soul. I want to, you to feel something if, when you hear a song that it is me. And you hear my yeah. voice, you hear the style, you because we're very acoustic driven. And so, you know, especially with the first and even with, you know, we, we brought some electric guitar in on Where I Find God and stuff, but we love jamming. And like my band, you come and hear us play live. That's what we sound like, you know, because that we just we played all the instruments, all the instruments on there. We play those and there's we don't have the tracks and all that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I write those kinds of songs with tracks and stuff all the time. I love it. I mean, it's fun. You know, it's fun stuff. It's fun music. But as far as me singing it, it's not believable because that's not what I do. It's not who I am. So I just, whatever, I, what I built my thing on is I want to be relatable. And so, you know, three years ago, I was pouring concrete before I met Jake Owen. And he was like, come on the road with me. And so I quit my job pouring concrete to go on the road with Jake Owen. Before that, I, I was a working man. I was the blue collar working man. And so all the stuff I write about, I know about because I lived it. And uh, and I still live it. You know, I, I got a family that I'm proud of, I'm, you know, and I sing about them. I write songs about them. I write songs about working and when I was working. And my dad, you know, he's, he's working in concrete right now. I mean, he's been in concrete business for 40 years. And it's that's all I know is blue collar working, man, because that's all I've 
grown up around and, and been around. So I know what I'm talking about when I write the songs and, and that's why I write them because I know about what I'm, I probably wouldn't be that good of a songwriter if I wrote about stuff I didn't know about, you know, some guys are great about right. picking up stories and I'm not, I'm, I'm know what I, I just know what I'm talking about and I can write a song about that, you know? So if you want to, if you want to write yeah. a working man song, I'm your guy, you know what I mean? But it's a, uh, it, I, that's that's what I've built my whole thing. I just want to be believable and I want to relate to people to relate to me whenever they hear these songs. And, and I think so far, I think it's, you know, it's, I've got, I've got the job done on that. A lot of people hit me up and say, man, you know, you got a song called working hard and working man, you know, it's all blue collar stuff. We live it, man. We love it. And it's like, sweet. That's my people. Like we all do the same thing, you know, like, I still love working. I've got a tractor. I, I run equipment. I mean, I still love doing that stuff. So, and that's just, I mean, like I said, not to get too long winded on it. I just, that, I write about things I know and that's what I do. So. Yeah, man. I, I think it's uh, when, like when I talk about uh, your songs and specifically where I find God, I'm like, that's like the barstool working man's gospel song. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So coming from like singing gospel, like on Sundays and stuff, like you said, uh, I think that's super relatable. And there's so many folks that gospel music is a part of their life. And yeah. that gospel music is soulful, you know, music. It's you can feel the emotion in most of those songs. So it's great seeing your country version of that. Right. It's like yeah. that version and uh, working hard, man, when you drop that. So how did you how did you get with Big Loud originally? Like, how did that come to be? And like, what time frame? Um, so before I got with Big Loud, I was um, I was unsigned with a, I didn't have a publishing deal. I didn't have a record. I had nothing, you know? And so my job was, I wrote songs. That's what I was doing. And I was trying to play for a living. And to be quite honest with you, I just really wanted to write the song. I, I just wanted to be a songwriter. And so that's what I enjoy. And I love playing live, don't get me wrong, but I love writing songs that are just like the where I find gods and stuff. It just does it for me, you know? And so that's what I was doing. And then uh, I was writing my songs and I sent them to Jake, you know, cause Jake is the one that helped me out and he got me going. So I mean, yeah. I send everything. I'm like, Jake, check this out. I just wrote this song, whatever. And so he was, he loved what I was doing or whatever, but you know, Anyways, I was writing the songs and then I become a demo singer pretty much. Like, so people were calling me up and saying, Hey, I wrote this song. They sent it to me and said, Can you sing the demo for us? And I'd get paid to go sing their demos, which was cool because, you know, I quit my job like Jake told me to do, you know, and then he's like, Quit your job and do this. And I'm trying. And like, it was 100, 150 bucks to go sing these demos. And I was like, Yeah, I'll do it. So I'm doing that. And I sing a song called Lot About Love. And I didn't write that song and my buddy Logan and Joe and some other guys, they wrote it. And they sent it to me. I said, can you sing it? And I said, yeah. Went over like any other day, sang the song, get paid and I leave. Didn't think nothing about it until I guess then, you know, a week later, whatever, they sent me the demo. I was like, man, you, you sounded great on this. This song is, this sounds great. So, um, and what you hear uh, of lot about love on my record, that it's pretty much what that demo sounded like. I mean, we, we didn't change hardly anything. It sounded so good. And Logan did it and he, it, he did a great job with it, but I sent it to Jake and he said, Hey, dude, this is a song that you should do. Like, see if you can get it. And he goes, I will pay for you to go record this song. I will put the money, I will finance it for you. 
if you just go record that, you need a song like this. I said, okay, cool. So I hit them up. They said, yeah, you can do it. Literally like a day or two later, Big Loud had a meeting and they were playing that song and, or my manager or whatever is Jake's manager too. So they went in and was like, man, check this song out. And they were like, dude, we've been trying to figure out who's been singing this song for days now. And they were like, oh, this is our friend, Larry Fleet. <laughs> we were like, can you get him in for an interview? And they were like, yeah, done. So I think I went in like a day or two later. No crap, man. I walk in and there's a contract on the table. And it was like, you want to be a part of Big Loud? And I was like, this is how this is how it goes, you know, like, all right, I'm in. So uh, <laughs> we, uh, you know, we did all the stuff or whatever. And that's how I got a record deal was from singing a demo of a song I didn't write and just getting around town. People was hearing it and was wondering who was singing the song. So there you go. That's a, that's a crazy story, man. But it, it shows you if you're doing the right stuff and the talent's there, you know, and the, the key is not saying no. Right. So quitting that day job and moving to, and starting to sing those demos, man, lightning man. strikes sometimes when you don't think it's going to, it, it's, it's one of those, I, we laugh about it sometimes. We're like, what if I wouldn't, cause when I met Jake, I met him in a barn like B-A-R-N, you know, like not a bar. It was in a barn <laughs> and uh, in the middle of nowhere. And I was playing a little thing. And, and that's how I met Jake. And he said, you're too good to be, you know, just singing on the side and pouring concrete. Like you need to be doing this for a living. And so that's, you know, long story short, he taught me and quit my job. And I went on the road with him. And that is how it all came about. But we laughed because he invited me to his house like a week or two later. And I'd worked like, 14 hours doing concrete work that day and I was wore out I was tired and I, I was sitting at the house and he texted me at like seven o'clock our time which is we're an hour ahead of, you know we're in eastern time so I'm sitting there and I'm like Jake Owen just texted me and he's like I want you to come to my house where we have a bonfire and I almost didn't go I was I was wore out man I was tired and I told my wife I said I don't know I'm, I think I'm gonna take a shower and just chill and she goes don't know you go get a shower and you get ready and you go to Nashville so after working 14 hours, I got up that night, took a shower, put on some clothes and drove to Nashville to Jake's house and set up till six o'clock in the morning playing guitar and talking with him and then went on the road with him literally a couple of days later. And that's how it all begun. And I think back, what if I wouldn't have ever come? If, what if I said, nah, Jake, I'm tired, man. And I wouldn't have done it. I'd probably be still working in concrete or doing dirt work or something like that, you know, which you know, nothing against, I love doing that kind of stuff, but it was, I, I just, just crazy thinking about where I'm at now. And if I wouldn't have done that, you know, and let that opportunity yeah. pass by. So anybody that's listening to this and they want to do what I'm doing, you got to take every opportunity. It don't matter how tired you are. You got to do whatever you got to do. And, and I still do that. People hit me up for stuff and I do it, you know, like I, that's what it takes. I don't mind working hard. So if, and if you're going to do it, and Jake will tell you, even now at his level, he's been doing it 15 years and with eight or nine number one hits or whatever, he says, you still, once you get to that point, you got to work even harder to stay there. And so yep. it just takes a lot of, a lot of heart, a lot of luck and, and, and being blessed very much and, and, and a lot of hard work to get to this point. So, and I've been lucky, yeah, it's I've been crazy. Blessed, you know. So. Yeah, man. I think that's one of the keys, right? Like the talent has to be there, right? And it is with you. You can hear it in your voice. You can hear it in the songs you write, but it's also saying yes to the right stuff yep. 
And it's about surrounding yourself with people that believe in you, which is something that you sounds like you've done as well, man. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good judge character, I guess. And, you know, I've met a lot of people and, and a lot of cool people and people help me out, you know, like Jake has been a huge supporter, but uh, you know, I don't, I don't always give my wife enough credit, but whenever Jake said, you need to quit your job, that I was making a good living. I'd worked hard to get to this point in my, in my construction career, you know, and I, I've worked my way up. Right. I wasn't having to do all the hard stuff anymore. I made it to a different point. I was making good money and I quit that. And my wife, we didn't have our son yet, you know, so that helped, but my wife picked it up. I mean, she picked the slack up. She, she paid the bills for the first year. I didn't make that much money. I mean, I was struggling to try to just do anything to get me out there. And so she picked up the slack and she, she paid them bills and, and she's the one to put food on the table. You know what I mean? She, she took the, yeah. she didn't mind either. She, she was like, go for it, do it. So, I mean, you know, I thank Jake for it, but Jake wasn't paying my bills. My wife was, you know, so, uh, <laughs> I got to thank her for more than anything. So you got to have a lot. You know, people got to support you. You got to, you got to have a team. I used to think that, you know, you you get managers, you get stuff like that. And you're like, man, they're getting 10, 15, 20%, whatever people want to charge. You got to pay out for different things. You need a team. You you can only get so far with that on, on your own. You know what I mean? So, I learned that, and once I got a team built around me, man, they were here. You're gonna do this. And they they hooked it up, you know. And so then you can focus on what you're supposed to do, which is write songs and sing. And so that you've got to have the team around you because you can't do it by yourself. Yeah, it's great to see that man, and uh, it's cool to see someone like you that's uh, deserving of that to have the right people in your corner. You know. Yeah. I've been, like I said, I've been blessed, man. It, it, it's come together nice. And I've got a good group. My band is awesome. Like, my band loves being, they want to be perfect every time we go out, you know. And it, we come off the stage all the time, and they're like, man, I messed up on this one part or whatever. And then people come over and be like, man, you're one of the best bands we've ever heard. And you're like, really? But we, we, we hear every little thing we do wrong. And they're like me, like, I want to be the best that I can possibly be, but I've got a group of guys that want to be just like that too. They want to be perfect. They want to be the best they can be. So I've got a good group of guys. We get, we go together, you know, everybody's got their own little quirks, but we all laugh and have fun. And like, that is a huge part. Like you can get the best musicians in the world, but if you don't get along, it doesn't matter. It's going to be rough and miserable the whole time you're on the road. So I've got a good group of guys and I love them to death and they're very talented and they're funny. And like my drummer, Mitch, we, we mess with him all the time. He's, he's one that until we got a new keys player, our newest keys player, Steven, Mitch was the youngest. And so he really caught all the slack, you know, and uh, we still, we still give him crap all the time, but he takes it, you know, and he's a good sport about it. So uh, you've got to have a good team. You got to have a good band that you, you know, you love each other and y'all want to, you know, have each other's back and, and have a lot of fun. So that's, that's a huge main part of it. Yeah, man. Well, thank you so much for taking the time and, and telling us a little bit of the story. Um, and man, I know you're starting to do a few shows here and there. Um, tell anybody that you have anything coming up or um, is it just kind of like playing a couple weeks out before you guys are scheduling stuff. Well, that's, you know, 
usually they plan them out a year ahead of time, but now it's, it is, it's been like, Hey, you want to play something two weeks from now or a month from now, whatever. So uh, we, we had a show come up about a month ago and it said, you know, for 13th, so to be tomorrow is our show. And uh, it's in Chattanooga, but it, it actually sold out. So that's cool. Um, and it's a COVID deal, you know, people, whole safety thing and, you know, uh, six feet apart and, you know, whatever. socially distance. Yeah. yeah. So it's, uh, you know, it sold out. That was cool. And then I think next week I'm supposed to be in Nashville next Wednesday with, uh, there's like Jordan Davis and Sean Stemley and Ashlyn Kraft. And there's a few of us and it's kind yep. of a writer thing. So we're going to do that. And then, uh, out yep. in why not Wednesday? Oklahoma. But yeah, why not Wednesday? That's what it was. And, uh, then, um, I get the the Saturday after Thanksgiving, we're headed to uh, Durant, Oklahoma. We're playing out there, so we we actually get to travel a little bit and go play a show. So that that'd be fun. Heck yeah, and, you know. But that's man, it's it's sporadic. You never know what's going to happen. So uh, that we don't have a whole lot going on right now. But thankful for uh, the two or three shows we do got. So. Yeah, absolutely. It's good to get a little piece of that normal back in back in the life, you know, so sure. we'll tell everybody where they can follow you on social media. Um, if they don't already do so, which I hope by listening to this now you already have in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, you know, the Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, it's all under Larry fleet. So if you just look at Larry fleet and, uh, I actually got all the blue check marks now. So if you see the blue check mark, that is me. Cause they, people started making fake accounts and stuff. It was kind of weird, but, uh, yeah. So, you look at Larry Fleet on anything. I even got a TikTok now, which I don't know what I'm doing on that, but it's uh, yeah, I, I got some help with that. So uh, you look at Larry Fleet on anything, <laughs> you probably find me. So, well, guys, make sure you're calling up your radio stations and telling them to play where I find God, and you'll you'll hear it on Rage Rowdy Radio Sunday nights on Y108 for sure. Yeah, I appreciate that. We man. appreciate you, Larry. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening to Rage Rowdy Podcast. We'll see you next time. All the good old days. You don't have to explain it. It's just the way you are. That country's in your blood now, ain't it? Like a tattoo on your heart. But there's a hell yeah inside of you. You let out on a Friday night. And some people might call it wrong around here. Yeah, everything's just right. It's called Raised Rowdy.